Welcome back to the Where the Bear podcast, everyone. Brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Visit the sponsor, the Evans Law Group, at evanslawgrp.com. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, men's basketball edition of the Where the Bear podcast. Head coach Greg Campy joining me. Coach, uh, coming back from the Greece trip, getting back in the gym, getting the practices going. We're, we're not that far away. Yeah, it seems kind of early to be. It's really nice outside. You know, usually when we talk, it's not, so... <laughs> Uh, I should be on the golf course today, but no, we had practice this morning. Uh, you obviously wanted to talk to me about this, so here we are, starting already. Yeah, absolutely, Coach. Where the Bear podcast available on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can subscribe on iTunes. The latest editions will come right to your phone. But, Coach, catch everybody up on that, uh, the, the whole Greece excursion. What did you find out about your basketball team on the court? Well, for those that don't know, the NCAA allows you to take a foreign trip once every four years. You have to take it when you're not in school. And uh, so what we did is uh, we decided to go to Greece this year. Four years ago, we had gone to Spain, and that season ended up pretty good. We I think we finished second that year in the Horizon League. It was Kay Felder's last year. And uh, postseason tournament got to the championship game of the Vegas 8 or whatever it was called. So, you know, those summer uh, events are great for you from a chemistry team standpoint. It's a great educational experience. I mean, we were, we we stood on the spot where the apostle gave his his uh, speech to the Corinthians that turned into the letter of the Corinthians or whatever. Uh, we, we visited a lot of the mythology uh, that is in, uh, Athens and you know the Temple of Zeus and the Acropolis and, and so we really spent a lot of time and educational on it um, they had a great time we went to the island of Mykonos so they had some fun too and it was a tremendous trip but the importance for the trip for me was the 10 days of practice we got in August sure. and then we got to play four games two of the games were against uh, high-level professional teams and two were against uh, club teams um, you know games that uh, you know we should win and win easily and we did and uh, we shouldn't beat those professional teams and we didn't although we probably should have beaten uh, the one team uh, the second day there we had a 15 point lead in the fourth quarter but I, I did a lot of experimenting and uh, and then we when I didn't put everybody back in we kind of panicked down the stretch which um, was good for us you know it got us tape of, of panicking and and doing the wrong things and you know it's a loss that doesn't count in the, in the uh, loss column so it was really a good experience for us I'm glad it happened that way um, got a lot of great film got to see you know we have we have 10 new players uh, right after what happened in the off season. so you know, last year we sat at the beginning of the year and said it was the biggest rebuild we ever had, and then we came around this year and we we beat it as far as numbers are concerned. Sure. You know, it's not a, you know, we, the difference last year is we had nobody that ever played other than Braylon Neely. And this year we have, you know, we have three starters back and then nothing, you know. Three starters, uh, two kids that, uh, you know, Bob Atune played about 30 minutes and Pittman probably played 50 minutes all year, and then 10 newcomers. Um, so the trip was outstanding because I got to see, we played everybody, everybody got to play a lot, everybody got to play in important minutes, um, and we got an idea, we got a real idea of what we've got, who they are, and normally if we hadn't done that, we'd be going into practice right now trying to figure all that out, so I get to go into practice and start preparing for Delaware, um, 
and uh, <laughs> I, I know what we got. You know, I mean, obviously, we're, we got to get a lot better, and it's our job to do our job, and that is to make the freshmen better. But of the 15 players, we have seven freshmen, five sophomores, a junior, and two seniors. So it's a it's maybe the youngest team we've ever coached. Um, but it, with the caveat of that, you have two really good seniors that are fifth-year seniors. So while it's averages so young, you still got some hope there. And and one of the things that I want our fans to understand and that my staff understands, my bosses understand, everybody understands what we're going about this. We're going about this season to win because, you know, we've got two all-league-level seniors that are fifth-year seniors, and, and we don't want the excuse of, well, we're so young. You know, when we're not we're not buying that. We're not going to sell that. Um, we're going to play. And I saw yesterday Street and Smith came out and picked us eighth in the league. And, you know, I I guess I shouldn't be shocked by that with what all, all the turnover. But, you know, I, I don't think we finish eighth. I don't know if we ever have and if we ever will. So I, I, I'm pretty – pretty confident that this isn't an eighth place team well and, and coach you talked about that many times uh, throughout the time I've been here I, I've seen you stand up at that podium and say that and say look regardless of what happens in the offseason you've always said that we're not we're it's my we're never going to be an eighth place team <laughs> as, yeah. as long as I'm here you can't control injuries and you sure know, you can't control some things that happen off the court sometimes and and that can throw you you know but we like to think when those things happen that's the year we're fourth you know, if, sure. if, if those things don't happen, we like to believe that this program's first, second, or third every year, and I think the history history kind of shows that, you know. Greg Campy joining us here on the Wear the Bear podcast, brought to you by the Evans Law Group, www.evanslawgrp.com. Support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies, a special men's basketball edition of the Wear the Bear podcast. And, Coach, that, that'll be a work in progress, really, as, as the season goes on, as you fine-tune those roles and figure out where everybody wants to be. Some news out of the program. Yesterday, the Horizon League schedule uh, finally dropped. The non-conference schedule had dropped a, a, a little while before. The, the path is charted, I guess you could say. And, you know, there's – you and I do the, the Greg Campy Show, which will be back for another season on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. up at, up at RJ's. But um, I'm always fascinated by fans – level of interest in scheduling i mean you know the, the horizon league schedule is a schedule i mean you know who you're going to play it's just a matter of when you're going to play them but yeah, it's always but, big news right and it's because you you know there's red letter games you circle games and that and and uh you know the, the top two teams that are probably in the preseason although i think uic uh, on my ballot will be picked in the top two but i think uh there's a consensus that the top two teams are northern kentucky and wright state uh, I mean, Northern Kentucky lost a great, great player, but they've got the essence of their team back. Finding a five-man is going to be the question on, you know, but but Jalen Tate is such a good player. Right. And, um, you know, Tyler Sharp's a great shooter, and the Faulkner kid can guard. And, you know, they've got a lot of pieces there. They lost their coach, so there's quite, but I think consensus-wise they're a top-two team. And then Wright State, was, you know, will, should be unanimously the preseason pick. Right. And I think if we hadn't gone through the tor- turmoil that we had in the off season with the loss of our backcourt, I think we, you know, it would have been a toss-up between us and Wright State. So, you know, I think Wright State is the is the unanimous preseason pick. UIC's got something to say about it, but what separates them in my mind is that Wright State's won it and UIC hasn't. So, 
I think Wright State's got or UIC's got a chip on their shoulder. I think they're very well coached and Coach McLean and um, they tremendous got some, backcourt. You know, they've got three yeah. three of the best players in the league, and when you have three of the best players in the league, you're going to win a lot of games. So those three teams, and unfortunately, the way the schedule falls is that you know we have Detroit um, at home, at home, Wright State at home, and Northern Kentucky at home to open the season. It's all before the students get here. And so, you know, we're, we as an institution are disappointed in that. Our fans are disappointed in that. But, you know, I don't blame anybody for it. The schedule is the schedule, and it falls the way it does. And there are, there are scheduling limitations in our conference because so many of the arenas in our conference are multipurpose arenas. You know, they, they, uh, the school like Milwaukee even owns that arena or rents that arena, but there's still other things in it. You know, those schools make a lot of money on shows and because they're such large arenas. So, you know, they have limitations, and the league's got to work around those limitations, and this year it just fell bad for us. You know, it really did. It, it, it's it's un- unfortunate because we could open the season with our arch rival and, the t- you know, the two of the top three teams in the league at home, and, uh, you know, the Grizz gang won't be there. Uh, I mean, they'll be there in part because there's some very, very loyal kids that are going to show up, but it's not going to be, you know, a thousand strong or 850 strong like it can be. And I think that's going to hurt us. You know, it's going to hurt us in the games. It's going to hurt the, you know, the momentum of the season. It's going to hurt the momentum of the fan base and and things like that. And, you know, it's just something we've got to overcome. Um, And then we play at Detroit, a game that we travel well to, on the night that we break for spring break. So most kids that are, you know, I don't know what they do today. I, when we were in college, we would go to Florida for spring break. I don't know what they do today. I'm trying to stay away from that. But wherever they're going, they're not going to Callahan Hall. Cause they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're there's, no, heading, there's no palm trees. Right. There, they're, yeah. they're heading to where they're going on that Friday, and many of them will probably leave on Thursday and skip the last day of school. So, the you know, us taking 2,000 down to Callahan Hall is probably not going to happen either. And so – you know, that, that's a bad deal for us, um, but it's something we just have to overcome. Well, Coach, and speaking of scheduling, and a lot of people have seen it around town in terms of the non-conference schedule, you spoke about red-letter games and red-letter dates, and certainly around this program there will be a, a red-letter game. You guys at Michigan State at Little Caesars Arena coming up in December, and they announced the extension of that deal, long-term deal with you guys and the Michigan State Spartans. And one of the things I noticed, Coach, driving around town the billboards on i-75 you go up and down the freeways and everywhere around the bear heads up there the spartan logo is up there the lca logo is up there uh, this series and the extension of it and you and i have spoke many times about the attendance records that have been set not only in little caesar's arena but in the palace of auburn hills wherever you guys have played it's been a huge deal this this thing goes a long way in pushing oakland into the forefront not just of college basketball in the area but but really the detroit sports scene as a whole that that game's become a destination for sports fans here yeah and it's you know we're very fortunate that that we have the relationship we do with the spartans um they've been great games so they're they're you know we've we've proven a worthy opponent i know coach Izzo uh, at the my cancer event this uh past august talked about the and called it a rivalry a mini rivalry and there were some of our fans that you know kind of got a little upset about that that he called it a mini rivalry well I looked at it the other way I looked at it as the ultimate compliment um and I I 
I embrace that because it has turned into, you know, the, the games at Breslin aren't, you know, we've had a couple close games there, but, you know, the, the games at the neutral sites have been anybody's game almost every time we play. And they've been sold out and rankest crowds and uh, great basketball. I mean, we've, we've not had a bad played game either. You know, you can have an exciting close game and then not very, be very good basketball. We'll, we'll have seven or eight of those this year. You do every year. Sure. But those games, I mean, the game they beat us in the Palace when the, in overtime when they were number one in the country was probably Brent Forbes' best game of his career at Michigan State. He had to because Valentine was hurt, and, and the Harris kid played out of his mind too. But they had to because they were going to lose the game, and they stepped up as a number one team in the country should. And I'm really hoping they come in this year as number one again. Um, you know, the preseason they're going to be number one. That, they may not make it to our place because they play Duke and they play uh, Kentucky. and The, the usual, you know, yeah. Yeah, they've got that very difficult schedule, and they, if they slip up once in it, they may not be number one in mid-December. But they're a number one level team, and we get to play them. And, and the good is is the people that are going to come to that game know it's going to be a great basketball game. And that's what we've been able over time to get done, and that's why you see the logos and you see the billboards because – there's anticipation for the game. It's why Michigan State did re-up the game. And, you know, it's it's just awesome that we're part of that, that, that you know, that's where we, the program has grown to where, you know, it can stand on its own down there. And um, it'll be a great day. You know, we need to we need to do it again, though. We need to go in there and play great. We can't go in there and, and lose credibility by, you know, getting beat 70 to 45 or something like that. It's got to be a great basketball game, and we'll be prepared for it. I feel pretty good about our team. All right, Coach. Well, we certainly do appreciate you carving out some time. I know you got a lot of stuff going on as as the season's up and rolling. I mean, yeah, we can talk not, about preseason, but it's rolling. We're not going to talk about any of the players or anything like that, or do you not want to do that? No, I mean, it, what do you got for me? Well, you didn't ask me any questions about it. Yeah. I, was, I was waiting for – all right, who's going to do what? So. <laughs> well, yeah, all right, yeah, break break it down. Let's uh, let's name the starting five right now. Uh, tell me what the rotations are going to be. I know uh, the fans are probably waiting for that, so go go ahead, Coach. Yeah, well, I, you know, I don't know if I can tell you what the starting five is going to be, but based on what happened in Greece, you know, I, I have a pretty good feeling right now of if we played tonight, who would start. Now, a lot of it's going to depend on if Rashad Williams is eligible or not. My, I'm going with the assumption that he's not going to be. Uh we're putting a waiver in, and I think one out of every five waivers wins. So I think he's got a real uh, issue, and I think he's got a uh, – it's a real waiver. It's not a made-up thing. We haven't made anything up. We've we've been open and honest with it, and we're laying it on the line, and whatever the NCAA decides on it, we're going to accept that and, and move on with it. So I'm going with the idea that he's not going to play. So – you know, if if we open tonight, uh, and this can change, you know, in the exhibition games and and that, it's just based on Greece, um, we would start Kevin Kangu at the point, and that's a point of contention for us because Kevin's played the two three his whole career, and he was recruited here to play the two three. Um, and point guard's not something you do as a hobby, right? Yeah, especially in our system. Sure. And uh, you know, we we've really. We have great size and we have great athleticism. And what we've got to figure out is the best way to play with that. And we're tinkering with that right now. Uh, we are going back to, you know, we, we went away from dribble drive a year ago uh, in our offense and we went to motion. 
and we did it because we really didn't have a, um, people that could get by anybody yeah, off the I'll bounce. Break you down. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we didn't have a Kay Felder, Reggie Hamilton, a Jonathan Jones, a, all the way back to Brian Gregory and Denny Amarine and all those great point guards we've had. We didn't have that on our team. We had, uh, you know, uh, Braden Norris had a very, very good year as a freshman point guard. He was on the all-freshman team. But his style of play was not dribble drive. So as a coaching staff, we made an adjustment. We went to motion. We ended up getting to be pretty good and had a great year. Um, but this year we've got big size. we got guys that can get into the paint. we got, you know, Trey Maddox has really improved that. He, he can rip and get in there and use his 6'5 body. And Trey is probably what, – What's his ceiling? I don't think he has one. That's what – yeah. Level. I mean, Trey Trey's – ceiling is his brain you know it's <laughs> it's the ceiling's up to him right Right. it's 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 you know him maturing as a person on and off the court growing up and taking seriously you know Trey Trey's personality is very effervescent and he's very very childish you know he's 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 very very immature and I'm not saying this negatively. I'm just saying this. His, his, his demeanor is his as demeanor, such. His demeanor, his laissez-faire, his, you know, have fun. Free flow, yeah. Right. And, you know, one of the things I keep harping with him is everybody wants to be great until they, have to find out, until they find out what they have to do to become great. And, Trey, you've learned now what you have to become, what you have to do to become great. And, son, you can be great. But you have got to... You know, not ratchet it up a notch. You have to get rid of the immaturity. And then just in the classroom in life, that's just who he is. And, you know, he, you know, he's he's fought me on some things. One of the things he fought me on was the health, his his eating habits and his weight and his weight room habits. And, you know, we've talked to him, if you want to be a pro, because he has the physical body and athleticism. athleticisms. Sorry that NBA players have. And we've run four NBA players through here, so we th- this isn't bold. This is something I think I know. Sure. And, you know, he, well, Coach, if I get to – I told him, you've got to be 210 pounds. He was about 180, 175. And, you know, he fought me all last year. Oh, I won't be able to jump if I'm 200 pounds. And now, you know, he got to 200. I mean, we had to force feed it. And we had to <laughs> – you know, he still needs to get to 210, 215. Yeah. But in Greece, he crossed over and went down and dunked on 35-year-old men. That play for a living. And he wouldn't have been able to do that a year ago because he'd have bobbled it and lost it when he got bumped. But he got hit and went through him and dunked it at 200 pounds, and the light went on. He smiled. He looked over at the bench, and then he started talking to me, you know, hey, I'm 200 now. I'm, I'm you know, I mean, <laughs> but that's Trey. Sure. So he's a guy that can dribble drive. So we've gone to dribble drive. So uh, Kangu... You know, that's going to be the – can we run a lot of our stuff that we like to run? Um, and Kevin's just got to do it. Kevin's a great kid, a smart kid, and he can really defend. I think he's an, an elite defender at six foot three. So 6'3 at the point, Trey Maddox at 6'5 at the two is an elite defender. I, I think I'd take Trey – I know they love the Faulkner kid at Northern Kentucky, and I know there, you know, a couple kids at Wright State. They talk about being elite. Def- I think I think Trey's right with them. And then at the three, if you can believe this, is going to be Xavier, you know, and it's and at six foot whatever, you know, two hundred and fifty-five, sixty pounds. 
and then at the four would be Oladapo, and at the five would be Brad Brechting. So we're six eleven, six eight, six seven, six five, six three. There's not a lot of people packing that in the Horizon League right now. Yeah, but now that causes us some issues now because sure. our point guard play uh, is going to be questionable, and then our ability to make the three. You know, I mean, Trey can make the three, Kangu can make the three, um, and uh, X can step out and make a three. Brad can make some now, but we don't have that 42%, 44%. That elite, yeah, we got guys right. that can make it at 35 to 40%, but we don't have the one guy. We have him, but he's a freshman, Jackie Harris. Jackie was 8 of 17 from the three in Greece, which is 47%. The rest of us shot it at 21%, though. Um, which isn't very good, <laughs> in case you don't know your numbers. Uh, Twenty one percent is not real. I know that. Right. Um, so, but we shot the two. We shot the two at sixty five percent in Greece, which is world class. I mean, that's that's top ten in the country. Yeah. Um, but because fans are going to love Oladapo, because he is, you know, he the the kid at Wrights at uh, Youngstown, Bohannon. He's Bohannon, but he's three or four inches taller. You know, same type of player, just got that motor, can go get the rebounds and things like that. So um, now if Rashad can play, that changes everything because now you throw a guy in there that made, you know, 93 threes last year and can just shoot it at, I mean, he led the league in three-point shooting at 42%. So you throw him in there and you take Oladapo and bring him off the bench to, you know, with to interact well, that, that would change lines. everything you do philosophically, too, with, with the team, right, in that the, the, well, the we tools would, you have at your disposal. We, we would probably run a little more, but, and then we can put all our little sets in for three-point shots. And most importantly is if Rashad's on the floor, and, and that's why we got to get Jackie to the defensive level he needs to play at our level because if Jackie's on the floor, you got to stand by him because he's got quick shot and he can really make them. And so now you can't double X, you can't double bread, you know. We can pound it inside and not have that. Without a shooter like that, um, it's go, you know we're going to get doubled in the post, and then so our ball movement's going to be really important. And that's why we dribble drive because you can spread the floor and dribble drive and get to the front of the rim. So it makes sense for us to go back to dribble drive. And then off the bench, um, you know, if, again, if Rashad can't play, we look at that. I think there's some freshmen that are going to be very important. Jackie Harris, who I just talked about. He had a really good game in uh, in Greece uh, against one of the club teams, um, and then Madison Monroe, who we get, we signed late, and we were very fortunate to get him. Madison's a scorer; he scored 27 a game in a prep school last year, and he's you know, but he's got a lot to learn on all the other aspects of the game. So you know how he develops. I think he'll get playing time. C.J. Gettlefinger is the point guard that, you know, we had recruited and signed early a year ago. Um, C.J. is six foot four, um, great size, and a great passer. He, he has the passing instincts, um, but strength is an issue right now. He didn't play a senior year in high school because he broke his wrist, didn't get to play. Um, you know, have, not having played for a year, going to Greece, uh, playing against size, and strength, not size, but strength is really men. Yes, playing against men, and, right? And that was a hard thing for him. And and then just learning what I want, and you know, I've crawled into him pretty hard, and and that's been hard for him, you know, as it is for many freshmen. Um, and hopefully, you know, at that position, that's just how I do things because that position is so important to us. But 
I could see CJ uh, vastly improving as the year goes on and actually, you know, becoming a, if not a starter, a main player in the rotation. I really could. He, he threw a pass today in, in practice that, you know, I don't have anybody else on the team can make that pass. Um, so, you know, I, 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 there is no chance ever giving up on him because he's a freshman and he's learning. But he, he, he's got a chance, I think, to be a, a very uh, essential part of the rotation. So what's that? We've, we're sitting in Babatunde. You know, Babatunde is someone that I'm hoping that I can get him 8 to 12 minutes a game this year. And his size and that can wear down people, and he can he's get a lot of garbage points. He's rebounded extremely well in practice. The one area that he's really latched on to is, is in the glass, and, and we need that. Um, so you've got those five, uh, Madison, six, Jackie, seven, CJ, eight, um, Babatunde, nine, and then Kenny Pittman. Um, I thought Pittman... Uh, had a really, really good game the last game. We played uh, a team that was a you know mostly 18, 19-year-old team. And he played outstanding in the things I need from him if he's going to get in the rotation. He, you know, he's got to shoot the ball better. You know, we brought him here as a two as a shooter. And at Oakland, if you're, if you're not a 35 to 45% three-point shooter, you're going to struggle to play that position. Uh, but the thing I like about Kenny is that he can guard, and he's a guy I can put out there. He's smart. He he understands what we're trying to do. He, he'll be in the right positions, and he can guard. Um, you know, my my biggest fear is that he doesn't shoot it well enough, and that you know his, his handles have got to be a little bit better in the dribble drive. But I think dribble drive will really help him over motion because I just don't think he's a motion player. So that's ten right there. Um, I thought that uh, Blake Lampman. Uh, played very well in his short time on the floor, but he's a young man. We're going to redshirt. Um, Zach Goodline had had his moments there. Um, that's 12 of them. Er, uh, Emmanuel Newsom um, is a point guard from Miami. Um, you know, he's he's going through a transition period with size. I you know size is a problem for him um, in that. Not so much height, but his physicality. Um, you know, he's just he's just got to get better, and uh, at handling pressure and handling you know men, and for him at at you know 18 years old and and his slightness, he's struggled in practice with our size, but you know he's got great quickness with the ball. I think he could be a very good passer. Um, you know, so he's got you know it's it's going to be the the first 30 days of practice before our first game are going to be very important for Emmanuel to uh, have, a, you know, a great 30 days so that he can get into the rotation. Um, and then the other guy that we haven't talked about is um, Yusef, you know, Yusef Jihad. And, and, you know, we're definitely going to redshirt Yusef. He just turned 17 when we went to Greece, you know, so he should really be a senior in high school. And Yusef has a chance to just, you know, you, you hate to say that early, but I do anyways. You know, I probably shouldn't say things like this, but this kid's this kid's got this kid's got it, man. I mean, he he is a I've never seen a kid at his size six eight 
with the motor that he has. I mean, he can run forever. I played him, didn't played him a little bit the first game, didn't play him much the second game. In fact, didn't play him at all the second game. The third game against the best team that were pros, I put him out there for about five minutes because I didn't want him to get hurt. You know, I, I just didn't want I mean, these right. guys, I mean, you're you, talking you were, about. I had a feeling you were going to say a name there. Well, these this team we played was a, a G League level team. Uh -huh. I mean, if they played in the G League, they'd be competitive. And uh, I just didn't want him to get hurt. And so I played him about five minutes, and he played pretty darn good. I mean, he, he I was surprised how he played. And then the last game, I played him 39 of the 40 minutes, and he never got tired. And he ran and ran and ran and ran. But, yeah, he's a kid. You yeah. know, you remember uh, he really is, yeah. He never got tired. <laughs> but I've never, <laughs> seen, I've never seen a guy 6'8", you know, and it's, he's not little. I mean, he's sure. got a chance. At 17 years old, if we can take a year and just – you know, feed him, teach him how to eat properly, teach him how to work in the weight room and get bigger and stronger. You know, we, we redshirted Keith Benson, and we it was it was the best move we ever made, and that's probably what's in my mind here. And, I mean, Yusuf, Yusuf had 29 in that game, that last game, in the 39 minutes. He had 16 in the first quarter. And... He, he, boy, he can do some stuff, and uh, I, I can't tell you how excited I am to coach this kid. I mean, he, he, he has no clue how good he can be. Hey, <laughs> I, I talked to him about it. And, oh yeah, you know, he's got a brother that's a pretty good player, and he, oh, my brother's way better than I am. And I go, you, you've got no idea, no idea what you're gonna. Oh, be. he's a kid, coach. Yeah. They don't so, know. so that's that, that's the roster. Um, I don't, you know, that's after. Ten days of practice and four games in Greece. We got thirty days now coming up, and then we have two exhibition games. We open the season against the NAI team, and I think the day we walk off the court after uh, the Goshen game, I'll be set on you know the. I'm, I've never been somebody can play ten players. I never have. I'd like to with this team, but I've said that many times in my career. It's not. That's not your DNA. Yeah, it's just yeah. as it, you know the things get tightened up, I tighten up with that and. And so I've, and they know that, and they've been told, you know, you've got, I've got to trust you. You know, it's, it's not a matter right now of, of, uh, you know, you trusting me. It's a matter of me trusting you. And uh, so they don't, they've got 30, 30 days and, and three games. And, and by the time we head for the Delaware game, I'll probably have a, a seven or eight man rotation, prop maybe nine, you know, I mean, early maybe nine. I I really feel like I have to get Babatunde because I think, you know, a year from now when X and, and Brad are gone, I think Tunde's got a chance to be that starting five for us. And I can't just wait till next year and, sure. and let him be it. I've got to get him minutes this year. It's going to be hard for me to do because, as you said, it's it's not my style, but I've got to do it. And uh, so during our, our radio show this, this winter, people, you can – you can tweet at me and ask Campy, why aren't you playing him? You know, <laughs> you said you <laughs> need said to get him minutes. <laughs> um, so, you know, that and uh, and then seeing which one of those freshmen, you know, I mean, right now Jackie Harris and Madison have the lead uh, from based on how things went down in, in Greece. But it's it's very close and very competitive. And I don't know who our – if I start Kangu at the point, I don't know. Today I can't tell you who our backup point guard is. Uh, if we played tonight, I'd, I'd probably go with CJ because I do believe that, you know, his ceiling is, might be the highest of all our point guards. Uh, 
but it's not that he's earned it yet. You know, nobody's earned it, and so the next 30 days will tell that. Absolutely, and that'll be about the time we jump in. Another season of the Greg Campy Show live at RJ's Pub. So uh, be on the lookout for that early November. That will fire up. And, uh, Coach, again, appreciate your time, and uh, thanks for all the info. All right, Neil, we got to get a couple rounds more rounds of golf in before the weather changes. That, that's what I'm saying. We, <laughs> we have to do that. For the head coach, Greg Campy, my name is Neil Rule. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Wear the Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Well, see you later.